welcome everybody welcome to our boundaries class uh there's a good group here tonight um my this my name is jackson and this is my wife Haley. this is my name my name is jackson is that what i said yes <laughs> i'm his wife i'm Haley. nice to meet you guys i know most of you guys in here um, um just wanted to welcome you to our boundaries class um and more importantly just wanted to welcome you to equip night is this anybody's first equip night Oh my gosh, like Dang. everyone, that's so We've got cool. a lot of first-time equippers. Um, equip nights are awesome. Uh, equip night is something that I absolutely love about our church. Um, and they're a really big deal to the vision of our church. One of the reasons why we do equip night is because we uh, we all understand that at, at some point or another, uh, Sunday is not going to feed us fully, right? You can't You can't fully walk out everything God's called you to. Um, just living off of Sunday and what you're being poured into on Sunday. And so the whole point of Equip Night is we're, we're trying to find new ways and better ways to pour into the church body just in a greater way. And I think it's so cool that we get to do classes like Boundaries or like the Prophetic or, I mean, how cool is that Kids Finances class? Like, that's so cool. I wish I had that as a kid. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to commend all of you guys for coming out on a weeknight to get poured into a little bit more. I, uh, I believe God's got something for you guys tonight. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're in here, you know this class is on boundaries. Um, and we're super excited to teach it. Uh, we're perfect at boundaries. Absolutely perfect. And so no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> That's kidding. not true. <laughs> um, we are passionate about boundaries, though. I would say that's something that we've talked about a lot for with sure. each other, with other people. Um, it's something that we both studied out before. And yeah, so, yeah, for sure. And so I think... Um, Wherever you are on boundaries, maybe you you're, you don't know anything about boundaries. I think you're going to get something out of this class. I think for some people, you might have already heard a lot of this stuff, and it just might be a good refresher to you. Or maybe there's just one little thing that the Holy Spirit wants you to hear tonight for a specific relationship or maybe for your work. Um, so wherever you are or wherever you find yourself tonight on boundaries, um, I think God's got something for you. And so uh, I'm a student pastor here. That's what I do. And so I just want to tell you guys what I tell my students every Wednesday, and that's just to lean in. Yeah. And so whatever that looks like for you, if leaning in for you looks like taking notes, I, I wish we had uh, slides so you could follow along because we're going to be giving you a lot of stuff. But um, we'll try to talk slowly so you can get everything. Yeah, and it's a small group. So if, if we say something too fast or if you want us to expound upon something while we're teaching, feel free to just like in the moment be like, hey, can you say that yeah, again? Yeah, we're not preaching, so we won't be offended. I tend to talk really fast, so please yes. call me out. <laughs> yes. Um, so before we jump into boundaries, is it cool if I just pray real quick for us? Awesome. All right, let's uh, bow our heads, close our eyes. Well, Father God, um, we just thank you so much for tonight. And Holy Spirit, I thank you so much um, for calling every single one of us, every single person in this room to be planted and to be a part of your body, to be a part of New Song Church. Um, and we're so thankful, God, for... <laughs> it's okay. You're good. It happens to everyone. It, it does. Y'all. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, and Father God, we're so thankful that you are here, that you're God that's present, and uh, we don't want to go anywhere tonight without you, Father God. We don't want to go anywhere without first inviting you in. And so, Holy Spirit, as a community, as a group, we just say you are welcome here. You're welcome in this room. And I pray that you would just breathe on everything that uh, you've prepared Haley and I to speak about. Um, and we don't know in our earthly mind what, what anybody's walked in with, but you do. 
And so I pray that you would use what we're talking about um, directly for each person in this room tonight, how they can apply it, how it can best benefit their life, and, and ultimately what your heart is for boundaries. So we love you, we praise you, and you are welcome in this place. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. I have to end a prayer like and that. Everybody said. Everybody said. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump right in. If you're taking notes, I wanted to start off by giving a definition of the type of boundaries that we're talking about. So I'm going to say this a couple times so you can get it written down. But personal boundaries are the physical, emotional, and mental limits that we establish between ourselves and other people. So I'm going to say that one more time. Personal boundaries are the physical, emotional, and mental limits that we establish between ourselves and between other people. Clear and healthy boundaries are critical for living your life, for living your vision, for creating a fulfilling life, both in your personal and in your professional life. A lack of boundaries will pull you away from being your best. It's that simple. Personal boundaries are designed to protect and to honor the important parts of your life. That's so good. Yeah, and I think when it comes to personal boundaries, um, I think the truth is that many times... Uh, we lack boundaries when it comes to our relationships, uh, when it comes to our work or our family. Um, because here's the thing about boundaries. I don't know if you knew this, but boundaries don't come automatically. Nope. It's not like when you get saved, you know, when you get saved and then after a while you realize, oh man, I'm not like perfect all of a sudden. Like <laughs> when Jesus <laughs> saved me, he didn't just take away all of the mess in my heart too, right? Instantly. Right. Like, you, when you're saved, you're not automatically free from, from your old life, right? You have to work that out. And um, in the same way, uh, with relationships or work or any area of our life, boundaries don't just come automatically. Like, um, it doesn't matter how similar you are to another person. You could have the same Enneagram number as them, the, the same Myers-Briggs Myers yeah. number. <laughs> It doesn't Number? matter how it's letters. And letters. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> doesn't matter how similar you are to a person. You both are different. And so you it require different boundaries. Um, it doesn't matter how long you've known a person. You could be best friends forever. Boundaries don't just come automatically between you and that person. Right. Uh, with your family. doesn't matter who you live with. Um, if the boundaries haven't been communicated, they don't just come automatically. And so I think the issue that we find ourselves with boundaries is, most of the time, we're, we're not putting up boundaries in our lives because we just want them to happen automatically. Mm -hmm. um, hey, welcome. Come on in. Oh, no, you're, you're good. Um, but like I said, boundaries only, boundaries only exist if they've been intentionally communicated. Um, in fact, if it hasn't been communicated, then it's not a boundary. It's this thing called an assumption. Um, and if you want to write that down, that might be something good to jot down. If you haven't communicated a boundary, it's an assumption. And I think, I think honestly, most of us live our lives thinking we have boundaries or like thinking I, this person should already know this about me. Um, when in reality we have a lot of assumptions. Um, and here's what you need to know about assumptions or boundaries that we haven't communicated clearly is if we haven't communicated them clearly, we're always going to run into three problems. You're always going to run into disappointment between people because nobody's meeting your boundaries. You're always going to run into hurt because people aren't obeying the boundaries you've placed, and but you haven't communicated them in the first place. Um, and then 
you know, those both, if those happen over time, that can lead to burnout. So, you know, a lot of times we see burnout happen in relationships or maybe a career um, or anything like that in marriages. Right. And a lot of the times the reason why is because there's been a lot of assumptions, but nothing's actually been clearly communicated. So boundaries only happen if they've been clearly communicated. Um, So here are a couple things I think that we can look in ourselves um, some guidelines on how to see if we have boundaries or not. Um, first one is you, maybe you're a person like that. I used to be like this. You always say yes to everything. Has anybody ever been a yes person before? Yeah, I've been there before you, or another way to say it, I think is you have a hard time saying no, like you feel bad just saying, even if you have a, a really legitimate reason that the other person would not care about, like they'd be like, yeah, totally, whatever you feel bad to say no. You feel like you have to say yes to everybody. If, if that's you, which I'm sure all of us have been there at one point or another, that's a red flag that maybe there's a boundary that needs to be put up. Um, another, um, another guideline or, or red flag is um, your motivation to do anything is people-pleasing. Um, and I think a lot of people struggle with this. You, you, wanna, you don't want to set up a boundary because you want to please this person because you love them. Or, or because you think they're important to you. Um, but if, ple- I mean, people pleasing is not a great motivation to do something, right? right? So if that's your motivation, that's a red flag that maybe there needs to be a boundary there. Um, this is a great one. If your life always feels chaotic, that is not a good thing. <laughs> like there are seasons where life is busier than others. But if you're a person where every single week your life is falling apart because you're so busy and your plate is so full, um, maybe that's a red flag that you're saying yes to too many things or there's not some boundaries put up that could be put up. Um, and then this one's a great one. I didn't put, I think, did you put this one down? Yes. It's so good. This one's really great. I never thought about this, Thank but, you. um, and maybe if you want to expound upon this, yeah. but, um, another red flag could be maybe you have a relationship in your life and, or, or a person in your life where whenever you know you have a conversation with this person or you know you're going to come in contact with them, um, you're kind of dreading mm-hmm. that moment. Like you're dreading having this conversation with somebody. Maybe that's a sign that there hasn't been a boundary that's been put up. Right. Do you want to accept boundary? Well, on that yeah, it's, th- it's that idea of like dreading conversations. If there's someone in your life who you're like, oh gosh, they're going to be at church this weekend or, okay, we're having this family get together and I know uncle so-and-so is going to be there. Like those are things that that's a red flag. I think a lot of us deal with that under the radar and we don't actually recognize that as like if this person, even just being in conversation with them is such a, a an anxiety for you, there is likely a lack of boundaries with that person at all and that's creating that over and over again for sure and so um i think when we're talking about personal boundaries i think a great place to start is we got to first identify identify what am i okay with and what am i not okay with yeah actually write that down what am i okay with and what am i not okay with we're gonna go into this in total detail but i want to talk about a personal story here okay um get real get personal so you guys know, a lot of you guys know Jackson and I. If you don't know Jackson and I, we just had a baby like four months ago. She's, she's really cute. She's the best. We love her so much. Um, but that means that I recently just became a mom. And if you're a mom in this room, you know becoming a mom sort of changes everything about everything. 
And <laughs> like, it's kind of surprising, honestly. Like you think you're ready and then it happens and you're like, whoa, that's yeah. all the things. We were so naive. Before oh my gosh. We're yeah. like, oh, we'll just do all the normal things we used to do It'll with the baby. It'll just be like before, but with it. No, that's not how it works. Um, I work from home now. I used to work every day at the office and now I work from home with my baby because she's young enough to just sort of chill while I do that. Um, but as a mom in a house with a baby and a husband, I had to redefine some of my boundaries. And newsflash, if you go through something traumatic, even if it's positive, if you go through something that's major life change, you're going to have to redefine some of your boundaries. That's a big sign that redefinition needs to happen. So that's I had to so do good. this, right? Um, when it was just Jackson and I with no baby, I really didn't care if he went to work early or stayed home from work late. That just didn't matter to me because you know what? I did the same thing. We just got what we needed to get done, done. And now as a mom, I could not be the opposite of that. If he goes to work early, that's a whole nother hour that I'm alone with the baby. If he comes home from work late without telling me, I may need to shower. I may need to go to the bathroom. I need some help. Yo, like, <laughs> don't be coming home I learned late my lesson. without telling me. I learned my lesson. It didn't used to matter, and now it does. And so in order for me to not get frustrated at him for just working, and not in order for me to not get overwhelmed with my baby for needing me, um, I had to set up some boundaries that say, hey, please tell me when you're leaving in the morning and when you're going to be back. You don't, I'm not going to tell you when those times need to be. Just tell me when they're going to happen so that I have a clear expectation of what you're going to do today. That's a boundary. So good. Here's what I want to point out. What's okay with me? Well, obviously, I'm okay with Jackson going to work like a normal person. <laughs> I want him to do that. But what's not okay with me is not knowing when he's going to come back a clear time of when I'm going to get some help with the baby. So I set up that boundary. Obviously, everything's going great. It definitely was a learning curve. All the moms said amen. Um, <laughs> and here's the thing. You might be in this room, and you may be a mom too, and you might not have or need the boundary that I have in place with Jackson. That's okay. Um, Paul puts it this way. It's in Romans 14, verse 2 through 4. It says this. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. This is verse 4. Who are you to judge somebody else's servant? Um, this is what I want to show you through this verse. Paul is saying that there's a difference between being okay with, like, eating a burger and not being okay with that. But that that's not, like, do you know what I'm saying? That's not different than, like, scripture. Like, Paul is saying it's okay to have preferences. What's not okay is, like, twisting the word of God. But it's okay to, like, be a vegan and not be a vegan. It's okay to, like, enjoy going to the movies and not enjoy going to the movies. It's okay for me to have a boundary that you don't think is necessary in your marriage, right? But what I'm saying is that it's not okay if that twists the word of God, but if your boundaries line up with the truth, it is okay for us to have different preferences and different needs for the boundaries in our lives. So good. Yeah. I love that verse. I love how apply uh, applicable that is that, that Paul says, Hey, you can have boundaries that fit your life as long as they line up with God's word. Like our boundaries may look different than your boundaries, but if we're all building our life on God's word, there are boundaries that are going to look the same. Like, yeah. you know, obviously, we're not okay with adultery in our marriage, and I hope nope. you're not either, because that's a that's a boundary as Christians. But but we have different boundaries than maybe another married couple. Um, but that's just based on preference. Yeah, so absolutely. boundaries just they look different. But at the end of the day, we're all building ours on the same, which is God's word. And so um, here's why we need boundaries. Um, the why behind why we need boundaries is this: we need boundaries to live God's best for our life. 
you and I, we need boundaries so we can live God's best for our life. Um, as Christians, I think people should see people on the outside, people who don't know God. Um, they should see our life and they should think you have something that I don't have. Like your life looks different. Like why, why does your marriage look so good? Why does your family, uh, why does your family look so healthy? We should look not like the world, right? And I think sometimes um, the world looks at us and as Christians, we don't have boundaries set up in our lives and we look kind of just like the world, um, but we're supposed to look different. Check this out. Romans 12, 2 says this. You guys have probably heard this verse before. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know what is God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So our lives aren't supposed to look like the world. Our, our family, the way we operate, it's not supposed to look like the way the family of the world operates. Our marriage, all, all, every aspect of our life has to look different. And in order to do that, we have to have boundaries in place to live God's best. And I think we can actually learn a lot about boundaries by obviously looking at God's word. But there's a specific book that I want to look at tonight. Uh, we're not going to look in it, but I just want to talk about it. And it's the book of Leviticus. Dun, dun. You guys familiar with the book of Leviticus? Uh, I'm talking about that crazy book that talks about, like, scabby sores and stuff. (laughs) There's some nasty, nasty in Leviticus. There's some weird, weird stuff in Leviticus. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're you're not familiar with Leviticus, it's that Old Testament book. And uh, it's just basically a book full of rules, right? Full of boundaries. One might call it Levitical law. Levitical law. That's correct. Um, You know, Haley and I, every year at the beginning of the year, we do a Bible reading plan called the 30-Day Shred where you read through the whole Bible in 30 days, um, and we love it. We've done it for three years now. But I remember the first year that we did the 30-day shred, and we were coming up to the day where you read Leviticus all in one day, and I was like, oh, man. Here we go. Here we go. I remember the first year we did it, I was thinking, like, Lord, I'm submitted. I need help, Lord. Like, oh, my gosh, I, d- I don't want to read this. I remember thinking, like, why is this like why is this book even in the Bible? Right. Like, I don't understand. Um what I didn't know was that that year, the book of Leviticus was going to be one of my favorite books, the entire shred, which is crazy. We ended up talking about this book the most. Um, what I didn't realize was that God had some really cool re- revelation about how he sees boundaries, because that book is all about boundaries. Um, but here's what I want you to see about the book of Leviticus, um, is when you see the book of Leviticus by itself, yeah, all you see is a book of rules, right? So it's kind of like, God, why why do you care so much about these rules that seem to make life a lot harder than easier? Um, it doesn't make sense. But when you look at the book of Leviticus, like in context of the whole Bible, it makes a lot of sense. It gives you a different perspective. So really quickly, where the children of Israel were when the book of Levit- Leviticus was written was they had just come out of slavery from Egypt. So they've been slaves for 400 years. Um and now they're free, but they have no identity a- of their own because they've just came out of a pagan nation. And so what God is trying to do when he gives them the Levitical law, when he gives them this book of rules, is he's trying to do this thing w- which is basically set them apart. Or in other words, make them holy. Or in other words, what Romans 12, 2 says, to look like him and not like the world. And so um, there's two reasons why I think the book, book of Leviticus exists. The first one is that God wants... To God wanted his children to be set apart or holy, right. um, which is God's best. Um, and honestly, a lot of these laws, 
they sound kind of intense and hard. Some of them are just like good hygiene. Some of them are just good hygiene. Like shower. Uh, yeah. Wash yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and others of them are different. They refer to like, you know, how to give sacrifices and stuff. But all of those were things that made them look different than any other nation that was around them. God wanted his people to look different than any other nation. So he gave them boundaries in order to do that. The second reason why I think the book of Leviticus exists is, and sometimes we don't see this in the tone of Leviticus, but really he wanted to be in relationship with them. And here's the thing about God. God is pure. He's perfect. Um, he's life. And all of the laws and the boundaries that were in place were meant to take the children of Israel from a place of impurity and make them pure. So that God could be with them. So that God could be with them. And so I think this is a really cool perspective to look at Leviticus because then it changes your whole view of this is a book full of laws and boundaries that seem to make life really hard yeah. and seem to not make a lot of sense. And it, it totally changes it to God's heart was actually, I want to be in relationship with you so bad that I'm going to make it as clear as possible. Do these things. If and you do I these things, I can be near you. Right. I can be with you. Um, and so why do we need boundaries? Well, it's the same reason why the children of Israel needed boundaries in the book of Leviticus. First one is that we're called to look like God. We're called to be set apart. And if we have a life with no boundaries, if we operate in a family mm -hmm. where there's no boundaries set up in our family or where there's no boundaries set up in our work, uh, we don't look like God. We don't look like set up. We don't look like we look like the world. Right. right. We look chaotic. Right. Um, and then the second thing is that obviously we're called to be in relationship with God, but also people. Um, and that requires boundaries. Yeah. So that's the why behind boundaries, right? Yeah. Why do we need boundaries? For those two reasons. Now we're going to talk about the when. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. When do I set boundaries? The answer is early, often, and it's never too late. Early, often, and it's never too late. Listen, it is really important to get this. It is our job to set up boundaries in our life. Um, God, our reading plan, our spouse, our work, all of these things will not do it for us. Um, you actually cannot live a life with passive boundaries. Like you can't walk around waiting for your boss to tell you when to take days off or your spouse to tell you what your needs are. That would be really easy if that was how it is. If people Th just read your mind. Yeah, it'd be great. Like and then you, you didn't have to have any conflict. Right. But that's not how it works. Um, those are passive boundaries when we decide, well, other people will just tell me what my needs are. No, we have to live a life where we are choosing to put boundaries in place all the time. Here's the thing. Boundaries at its core, they're about making decisions. And therefore, it's important to understand this. Boundaries are in our control. They're in our control because our decisions are in our control. And you may say, like, no, they're not. You know, my boss is always at my throat. I always have all this extra work. I have to take it home with me. I don't have a choice. Or, like, my mom gets really hurt when I don't answer the phone every time. I have to answer the phone every time. Or, um... I can't stop watching or doing this thing. It's just something I do. It's a part of me. I don't know how to live life without this. Um, but that's really what this class is about. Boundaries are in your control, even if all of those things are true. 
I know what you're thinking. There are some things in life that aren't a choice. Um, you can't choose not to be a parent if you're a parent. You can't choose not to be a student if you're a student. You can't choose not to be a spouse if you're a spouse. Um, the thing is, though, is that you can choose to live a healthy life that glorifies God in all of those things, regardless. Um, boundaries are in our control. That's good. And boundaries are good. Everybody say boundaries are good. Boundaries are good. They are good. Um, like we see in Leviticus, God creates boundaries with us. Obviously, we don't have to do the, Levi- the, Le- the Levitical law now. That would be really hard. Jesus. Um, because I would have to like shave my beard in a certain way and all that stuff. Yeah, there's this one Levitical law about if you knock your friend's oxen into a hole, you, <laughs> you which have I to do go all get the time. it out of the hole. Which I guess that happened. I mean, in <laughs> biblical times, but when you read it now, you're like, this is very detailed. Right, for that. it is very detailed. <laughs> Um, he wanted to make it as clear as possible, right. which clear is kind. We'll get to that in a second. Um, so how do we create boundaries um, for us? Well, first off, obviously, we have to know who we are. We have to know our identity. Um, if we know who we are, if we know whose we are, um, then it actually helps support what boundaries we need to have in place for our lives. Um, and so I want to read um, some scriptures, some scriptures to you about our identity as believers. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to explain them too much. I kind of just want to give you these references and like let the word do the talking because God's Preach. word's good, right? Yeah. So um, Ephesians 2.10, all these scriptures I'm going to read to you, they let us know about our identity, who we are, whose we are. This is what we need to know in order to make boundaries. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things that he planned for us long ago. Um, Here's your identity. You're made new in God's image. Check this out. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created human beings in his own image. 1 John 3 says that you're a child of God. Here's what it says. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we're God's children because they don't know him. Uh, This one's really great. 1 Corinthians 6.19. My body does not belong to me. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. That's good. That's a good good scripture. Ephesians 4.22 says that you're made new. It says throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Right there, that's a boundary that we have to have in place in our lives. We should not look like our old former life um, because that's not who we are, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your... Ephesians 4.22. Yes. Put on your new... Yeah, no worries. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And then last one, this one's so crucial. Psalm 139, 14. You guys probably know this one. You are wor- you have worth. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How we all know it well. Um, okay, so after we know that we have identity given by God, um, then we can start to successfully build some boundaries around who we are and whose we are. So who do we need to have boundaries with? Who do we need to have boundaries with? Everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone. 
<laughs> okay, so before we jump into this next section, we want to do a quick little break up of teaching here. We sort of just went over some of the basics of boundaries, the, the why, the how, the when. Um, and so we're going to ask some questions. I want you guys to just write down these questions, or if you don't want to write them down, you can just write down your answer to these questions. We are not going to look at these answers. I don't really want to know. No, it's for these you. These are for you <laughs> to reflect in your own heart. Reflection questions. Um, these are reflection questions, and then we'll move on to the next part of the teaching. Do you want to read these? You yeah, sure. Okay, good. Um, so if you want to write this down, the first question is this. In what area of my life have my boundaries been off? In what area of my life have my boundaries been off? And I want to encourage you as you answer these. Uh, maybe you answer them now. Maybe you take them home. Totally up to you. Uh, but just ask the Holy Spirit. If you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> the Holy Spirit does. And if you felt a tug to, to sign up for this class, then there might be an area that he wants to show you um, just as we keep going. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I want to just give you guys a second to maybe like 30 seconds to maybe jot something down if you have anything. Okay, next one is what assumptions or expectations have I had for the people in my life that are really unspoken boundaries? What um, <laughs> yeah, what assumptions or expectations have I had for the people in my life that are really unspoken boundaries? Okay, next one is, and if you guys don't have time to answer these, you can always like, go home and, and, and journal these yourselves. Um, am I making every effort to live a healthy life with healthy boundaries? Am I making every effort to live a healthy life with healthy boundaries? Okay, last one is not necessarily a question, but this is something you can do later. Um, and it's the it starts off with repent. I want you to know repent's not a bad thing. No. Um, repenting really just means to change your mind. Yes. So sometimes we see that word and we're like, we feel condemnation. Repentance is not supposed to bring condemnation. Mm -hmm. um, it's supposed to bring conviction. So it's supposed to point us back towards God. So it says repent for any crossing of boundaries 
or negative motives that you may have in this area. Yeah, I want to go. I love that you just talked about what repenting means. Um, I. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Repent for any crossing of boundaries or negative motives that you may have in this area. The reason we put this on here is really because in that beginning section, you know, we pointed out a bunch of personal stuff. There may be something there that you resonate with and what we don't want is you to leave this class feeling bad <laughs> for maybe not having a boundary in place or pushing over someone else's boundary by accident. It happens. It's it's easy to do. That's actually why we have a class on boundaries. Um, and I love that. Repent is supposed to turn you back from God, turn you back to God. Um, I repent on a regular basis <laughs> during for the week sure. if something happens where I'm like, oh God, that was off. I just real quick, Lord, I'm so sorry. I repent for feeling that way or saying that thing, God, yeah. I just, I want to do better. Well, um, and that's the goal. And, you know, the way you opened up, Haley talked about how, you know, sometimes when we experience traumatic events, whether that's positive or negative, you kind of have to reevaluate your boundaries. I think you have to reevaluate your, your boundaries for the rest of your life. Like, you never arrive at a place where you're like, cool, my boundaries are all set, and I'm good to go, and I'm perfect at I'm it. Like awesome. <laughs> everybody's always going to be growing in boundaries because, like, every season looks different. And so, you know, you may have good, great boundaries now, but, you know, 10 years from now when you have older kids, your boundaries are going to look different. And so, you know, everybody in this room is constantly growing in boundaries. We want to make sure you guys know that's our heart for the class. Does anyone need more time on those questions? We feel like we're good. Yeah, yes. shut the door. No, you're good. You're all good. Um, Sweet. Well, we'll move on to the next section. Yes. Okay. So where we left off, with whom do we need boundaries? What did we say? Everyone. Everyone. We need boundaries with everyone. So what we're going to do for the rest of this class, the first half we wanted to go over the why, the when, the how, and now we're going to go over some specific questions of the who. That's a, a band. Um, but <laughs> each one of these sections are going to have truths that apply to most relationships. So there might be some truths in the family section that apply to other relationships in your life. Please feel free to take those nuggets and apply them wherever you want them to go. For sure. Um, we're just saying these in the order that we have them, but we do know that boundaries are pretty broad. There's bleed over. There is bleed over, okay? All right, so first section. You need to have boundaries with your family. You need to have boundaries with your family. Um, did you know that you actually show your family that they are important by setting boundaries with them? And that's kind of countercultural. I think sometimes we get into this rut of thinking that they are more important if we're more loose with the things that make us comfortable. Yeah, I love you. You can do whatever you want. Or, yeah, I'm going to work forever because I'm just going to support and support and support you. Um, but you actually show your family that they're important by setting boundaries with them. And family is a tough relationship because, like, you don't lose your family necessarily. Like, your dad or your uncle or your sister, like, you're kind of going to always be related to that person, whether or not you have a relationship with that person. And that's what makes family sort of difficult because I think what we see is when boundaries are crossed or boundaries are not created in family, those things can be so long-lasting in our lives because they don't go away. Those people don't just, like, disappear. You can't just, like, ghost them. You know that you're They're related to Thanksgiving. them. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, you're going to see them at Christmas. Um, I think it's important, especially in our family, but this is one of those bleed-over areas for sure. But when our boundaries are out of line or we're looking at an area like our family and we're saying our boundaries here are just totally wacky and I don't like it, it's important that we first look at ourselves as the problem 
and evaluate our own behavior first. That's so good. And that's hard. Yeah. It's true. Um, why do we need to do that? Why do we need to see ourselves and evaluate ourselves first? Well, it's because we are the only ones who have control over our own decisions. And we don't have control of anyone else and what anyone else does. We can only control us. So the only thing we can really change in the equation is what we do. So good. Um, it's easier, though, to look at other people and feel like, well, if they would just appreciate me more or if they would just ask for me less. Um, but that's not the point. If you want your boundaries to be right and reset and grow, especially in areas like family that are so long lasting, you have to first evaluate yourself. Um, the d- 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 I got ahead of myself. <laughs> yes. OK, so one of the things I think that we need to do when we're looking at our family and looking at our family boundaries is we first need to recognize if there are trouble spots in our families. Um, I think the greatest way to grow is to evaluate these areas. Yeah. So I want to say a few things. There are four different points I have that can help you know if some of your family boundaries are out of whack. I'm going to use that term out of whack because <laughs> it's fun. Wacky. <laughs> um, <laughs> but these are some of the ways you can know that your family boundaries are potentially out of whack. Number one, <laughs> number one, problems should not have to be secrets. Problems should not have to be secrets. If there is a pattern of hiding issues in your family, then that is a pretty good sign that boundaries are probably out of place. Um, Number That's two, a really good one. I know that That's one's a huge. Really good one. That one's one of those that I think can create that long lasting um, boundary issues for people when they feel like I'm going through something, but I just can't tell anybody who cares about me. So number one, problems should not have to be secrets. Number two, your family boundaries may be out of whack if you have negative internalized beliefs about setting boundaries with your loved ones. Um, this could be like feelings like I'm not worth it or I don't have the right to set a boundary with you. This could be the feeling of it's dangerous for me to say no to this person. Saying no to them is going to cause like a huge fight or they're going to be mad at me. Um, this could be feelings of my role is to please these people or to please others. So that's number two. You could have negative internalized beliefs about setting boundaries. Number three is that there are things that the people you love do or say that trigger strong emotions behaviors, thoughts, and words, and otherwise, there are things that people you do, uh, people you love do or say that make you explode with feelings. Now, I don't just mean like feelings. Like obviously if you're married in this room, <laughs> sometimes I think your spouse can make you have feelings <laughs> where you're like, what are you doing? I love you. Um, <laughs> but okay, th- this is different. I'm talking about actual triggers. There are things that somebody can say or do that literally just puts you over the edge and you have no idea why. Um, a quick example, this is not a real example, but let's say I really, really, really got frustrated about housework, right? And anytime Jackson doesn't do housework, it just, oh, I am just dying on the inside all day about it. And it just makes me want to blow up all the time. And I'm just so angry about it, but it's never vocalized. That's a trigger, right? Is well, that something he's and doing? And then I could, s- I could h- come home and say, hey, can you put the dishes away? And I just explode. And then she explodes because... I didn't know she was fuming and had this boundary of, hey, I need your help. Yes. And I trigger her. The point there is that it's not wrong to feel feelings. I think what I want to point out is that your boundaries may be out of whack if you have extreme feelings about little things. Does that make sense? Um, Number four, and I think this one is super important, your family boundaries could be out of whack if you have a longing to belong. Um, And this means you wish that you were accepted. 
You feel like, I wish I was loved. I wish that I belonged here. I wish I was included. Um, and I want I want to point out something after putting all those out there. Someone in your family might feel like one of these is true, even if you don't. Um, you might have the person in your family that you're like, why the heck do they act this way? Or why are they being this way? The truth is, is that they may feel one of these things and you don't. And so it's confusing to you why they're acting that way. It just It might help you have some empathy for somebody if you're hearing these and you're like, no, that doesn't exist in my family. Somebody else might. Um, if you're in this room, it's very likely that you have a heart to set good boundaries. Um, but I do know that it's true that some of us grow up in a home where setting good boundaries isn't something that's appropriate. Like we're not allowed to do it or th our parents didn't do it or their parents didn't do it. The point of pointing out all of these out of whack boundaries is to say that it's never too late. It's never too late to get started on setting those boundaries um, to highlight and say, you know what? this does happen in my family and I'm not okay with that. And even if I'm the only one who's going to stand up for truth in this area, I'm going to stand up for truth in this area. Um, I want to give you guys a, a personal story from our lives. Uh, it was a fun boundary to set. <laughs> That's the thing about boundaries is they're not necessarily no. fun to set. <laughs> so last they're year, always good. we had our baby uh, in November. She was born on November 10th. So that's like two weeks before Thanksgiving. Um, and obviously with a newborn baby, we're not going anywhere for Thanksgiving. We're staying right here in Oklahoma City. But all of our family lives in Dallas, Texas. And so we had some family reach out to us and say, hey, we want to come up and celebrate Thanksgiving with you guys. Now, <laughs> I should preface, we were like, great. But also um, the assumption, which this has always been the case in the past, is that they would come and they would all stay in our 1,400 square foot home <laughs> which we're happy to do before a baby yes but with a baby that just sounds absolutely terrible plus we were like brand new parents and we had no idea what we were doing and we're up all night long and like just the idea of like all of our siblings and everybody and their dogs just like in our house really freaked we us were out kind of like let's not do that so we went to them and we said we love you guys we're so glad that you're coming for thanksgiving could you do us a favor and please get an airbnb and stay in that Airbnb, and then we can have Thanksgiving at our house. That way we could be alone with our baby at night to figure things out. Now, as easy as that sounds, honestly, we had to, like, build up the courage because it kind of felt like we were letting them down. But they agreed, and we were like, yes, we're in the clear. They're going to get an Airbnb. Whew, that went really good. Well, they got their Airbnb, and how many of you guys know, sometimes Airbnbs, like, advertise that they're huge, and then they're, like, tiny. Um, <laughs> this place, yeah, like, you're like, straight this up. This Airbnb looks amazing, and it's got, like, a double-decker bunk bed and then you get there and it's like the bunk beds are in a closet that actually <laughs> was this airbnb like it was in a closet like it was very small we were like Sorry. and when they came and they stayed there we went there one day and we were like oh my gosh what have we done like you know but it was a boundary and we needed it actually that that visit was so much more enjoyable for us because we put that boundary in place and so we just made the most of it we talked to them we were super open with them hey thank you guys for doing this we really appreciate you guys going out of your way to do this for us and we, we made sure to remind them like this made our life so much easier it was so much better for us even though we know that it wasn't the most comfortable situation for them um, but I just wanted to tell you that because I want to say in your families when you recognize that something is out of whack the best thing that you can do after you've evaluated that is to have the conversation have the conversation um, be honest and set those boundaries even if they end up being uncomfortable stick to your guns and have the conversation that's good yeah so we need boundaries with our family um, we need boundaries with our friends. Um, and again, a lot of this can bleed over into any other section, but um, 
This looks like having um, healthy interactions and expectations with your friends. Um, so healthy friendships include confl conflict. Um, and I love when uh, my, my friends feel like they have the ability to tell me no. Uh, like I just love when, when I ask my friends for something and they are okay with saying, no, I can't do that. Like for instance, uh, we have this conversation a lot with people. Yeah. Uh, maybe you've had this conversation with, with somebody, hey, hey, I've got the night free. You want to hang out? Like we made dinner. We've got extra. You guys are welcome to come over and hang out. Um, and then we get this response a lot. Like, hey, I'd love to hang out, but I haven't gotten to spend very much time with my spouse. So I'm not going to be able to hang out tonight, but Maybe we can try sometime next week. Um, that's one of my favorite responses ever because that's a really clear boundary and they were being honest with me, right? Um, and what that text message tells me is, hey, I see you, I value you, but here's a priority in my life that I want to make sure is in the right priority. Let's try again next time. And I think that's a great boundary. And right there in that texting conversation or you know, conversation in the lobby at the church right there, was uh, a moment of conflict, but it was a positive conflict, right? Do you know po conflict can be positive? Um, and in that moment, there was honesty. Um, the person didn't have to make up a lie. On a <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, sometimes we like lying about boundaries more than we like setting actual boundaries. Like, like oh, I've got to take care of my neighbor's dog. Oh, and man, my cat needs to go outside. We don't want to say no, so we come up with, like, my car is old and dirty. Like, I'm trying to find a reason to not, you know, instead of just being like, nah, I'm tired. Right, like, and it's like m the majority of the time, if we would just be honest with each other about our boundaries, we're not going to get offended with each other. Like, exactly. just tell me what you need. Like, I, that's all I need you to do. Um, but the thing about, you know, conflict, whether it's positive conflict or negative conflict, is whenever that boundary is set, you always have an opportunity in that moment to either react or to respond. Mm -hmm. um, and reacting or responding is really important to the health of a relationship. Um, so when you're reacting, examples of reacting to a boundary getting placed looks like blowing up, like yelling or shutting down or crying. <laughs> you know, it's like this very like outward expression. I think a great way to dictate whether I reacted in a situation or not is to just ask the question, did my response produce any of the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Um, like, did did my response produce joy or peace in this person? Or did, did my response produce anxiety and fear and disunity? If that's the case, then, then I probably know I re reacted versus responded to that person's conflict. Um, but when we're responding... We are stopping to think, we're being honest, we're being rational. I want to talk about being rational because I really love that wording. When we're responding, we're being rational. That means we're not being irrational. That means when somebody says no genuinely to us or we say no genuinely to somebody else, we're not immediately hopping to like, they hate me. What did I do? They're <laughs> mad at me, that kind of stuff. And I think it's so easy to do that. Like, um, I know that if you ask somebody to come over for dinner multiple, multiple times, and just every time they're saying no, like you could easily fall into that irrational trap of like, they hate me. Like they just, they don't want to be friends with me. You know what I'm saying? And we go over these in our head. Like, why did they say no? Like, but <laughs> that is actually We've all been there before. <laughs> irrational <laughs> rational responding is to look and go you know what they told me the truth 
I believe you. You want to spend time with your spouse. Right. Or rational responding you. could be, you know what? I'm seeing a pattern that they are saying no. I'm going to ask them about it. Yeah. Hey, I've noticed you hey, say I've no a lot. I've noticed that we've never hung out Is and I ask a lot. Like, I care about you. Are you okay? Like, being honest instead of jumping straight to sort of like a victim this person is against me. So good, so good. Um, and I'm actually going to skip down. Um, so we're kind of talking about boundaries with friendships right now. Um, and I think um, in our lives, sometimes we don't define like what our friendships look like. And, like friendships look different in every area of our life. Like some of our friendships are like sibling friendships. Yeah. Some of our friendships are kind of more like acquaintances, like they're just they're people we do life with at church or the people we work with. Some friendships are like it's your best friend that you tell them everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are some friendships that are more like a ministry friendship, like maybe this person is somebody that you're discipling. Yeah. Or maybe this person is your mentor um, and you're getting discipled by them. Um, so they're not necessarily somebody that you hang out with, but they're somebody you're serving or somebody you're helping or, or ministering to, I think um, those relationships specifically, I want to talk about those relationships need boundaries too. I think sometimes yeah. if you're the person that's helping somebody else or you're ministering to somebody else or you're mentoring somebody else, you can feel like you're guilty if you're not there for them at all times. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it, that relationship needs boundaries because yeah. you're not their God, right? Yeah. God may be calling you to disciple them and point them to him, but he hasn't called you to be their Holy Spirit. That's good. Um, and so that, that relationship needs boundaries. So for instance, um, you know, we disciple people a lot because mm -hmm. of the job that we do. Yeah. Um, but we try to place pretty clear boundaries with people that we're helping. And so f one of them is time. Um, if you're calling me at 1130 to just, tell me that you had a bad day and you want me to pray for you? No. Um, I'll probably just call you in the morning. <laughs> it can wait. Like, it can wait. If it's not an emergency, like, if it's an emergency, like, you're at the hospital and, like, you're you're somebody that I'm in relationship with and, like, you wanted to let me know so I could come. Like, yeah, of yeah, course, that's that different. Yeah, that makes sense. But if, you, if, you, if, there's, if there's a relationship in your life where this person is looking to you um, and you're, like, mentoring them and they're calling you all the time at all hours of the night, you have you have the ability to place a boundary there and yeah. say, hey, I'm probably not going to answer after yeah. this time. Um, another one is um, we want to be careful when we're ministering with people, like uh, having boundaries with people of the opposite sex or if it's somebody who like has a husband or a spouse or a wife. Um, like, for instance, if if I have somebody on my team, I serve at uh, New Song Students, I have a team of leaders some of them are women. Some of them are married women. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to contact them, I'll always include Haley or in the text message husband. or their husband. Right. Um, so just little boundaries like that to just be like, hey, I just want to make sure everybody knows we're on the same page. We are just talking about ministry. So much so, why don't you get in the group text with me? You can see all of it. I don't care. Um, and I'll say, as the wife of a pastor who often has to talk to women and do ministry with women, I love that. Like, I love that he's helping people, and I love that God's called him to do that. But, man, I feel super seen when somebody throws me in a group text. And I'm like, I don't even know what y'all are talking about. But it's really cool that you would even think about me. It feels like you're respecting me when you say, I'm going to reach out to your husband one-on-one, -on -one, but... I don't really need to be texting him, just me. So I'm going to put you in there too. Um, and it's something that we, we try to do. Another thing is um, don't be alone. 
with someone of the opposite sex. Um, if you're ministering to them, bring uh, bring someone with you who's a guy. If you're ministering to a guy, or vice versa with a girl, um, and you are that. Um, and also, don't drive alone with that person. Yeah. Um, there really isn't, if they're a ministry relationship, there's really not a reason um, to do that. Even if you're up to all good things, you don't ever want to have the appearance. We're going to have a Bible study at the coffee shop. That could be great, but you don't want to have the appearance of evil, and you don't want to step on anyone's toes by accident when God's actually trying to use you to disciple somebody yeah, else. Yeah, that's good. And then finally, I think it's just, I- you're it's okay to separate a ministry relationship from like, a friendship relationship. So right. like like when I think about like Jesus, like Jesus wasn't best friends with every single person he ministered to. Like he healed people, he spoke to thousands, but that didn't mean he was best friends with every single person he healed. He had like he had uh layers to his friendships. He had his disciples that he did life with. And even then there was three disciples that he hung out with more than others. It was Peter, James, and John. And they got to be a part of things that the other disciples didn't get to be a part of. And so it's okay. You don't have to feel like this person that you're mentoring or that you're discipling, that you have to be be their best friend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, You're allowed to have boundaries set in place to where they're a person that you're discipling, and, and that's kind of where it stays. Okay, so you need to have boundaries with your friends. The next section is this. You need to have boundaries with your spouse. Um, and if you're in this room and you're not married, that's awesome. You can take notes on significant other, or if you want to be married someday, um, just have these in your back pocket. For so sure. you need to have boundaries with your spouse. This is huge because I know a lot of people whose spouse is driving them absolutely crazy. Um, but in reality, if you got down to the core of their relationship, it's really the boundaries in their marriage that are driving them crazy because they're not in place. Um, Boom. All so boundaries take effective communication but I feel like this is especially true in marriage. Why? Well, because when you're married to somebody, you're one flesh with this person. And that means that you are around them and you know them more and better than literally anybody else on the planet, even your kids. <laughs> even if it doesn't feel like that, it's true. Um, so if you're a married person and you want better boundaries with your spouse, here's the number one piece of advice I can give you. Make a bridge. Make a bridge. If the boundaries in your marriage are not contributing to creating a God-glorifying marriage in your life, it's time to reach out. It's time to reach out and make a bridge with that person, even if you wish that your spouse would just do it. Like, even if you're like, please, like, I don't want to be the one to reach out again. I wish he or she would just reach out to me. Um, no, we, we are called when we are in marriage to be um, one flesh, and we have to reach out to each other even when it's uncomfortable. So make a bridge. This takes conflict, and this means sitting down and getting down to the nitty-gritty to make things better for everyone. So I want to give you guys some things to think about when you're sitting down to set up boundaries with your spouse. Things to think about when you're sitting down to set up boundaries with your spouse. Number one is your spouse has the ability to take responsibility for their feelings. Your spouse has the ability to take responsibility for their own feelings. They can own what they're feeling, they can tell you what they're feeling. Um, do you want to expound upon that at all? Why? I'm just wondering. Because I don't normally do that. No, you <laughs> always do that. You are great at that. I just feel like I had a, my mind went a little blank and I was like, oh, no, it's okay. Think. No, I think sometimes I feel like uh, I don't have the ability to take responsibility of my f- own feelings. I feel like that's a lot of guys, though. Uh, yeah, sometimes I feel like I, I'm like I'm a rock and I don't have a whole lot of emotions. But you constantly remind me. Uh, 
you have feelings like like tell me right they, you are allowed to have feelings yes. i think is the big thing there yes. like your spouse is allowed to take responsibility for their feelings and they're allowed to have feelings with you that's good that's good number two clear is kind and unclear is unkind um this is a Brene brown saying if anyone's ever read any of her books she's awesome but i think about this all the time when you are clear about your needs with another person that's being kind to them um, when you're open and honest about what's important to me and what I need in this relationship, that's being kind. Um, but when you're unclear and you're leaving room for that person to have to guess about what you need or what your boundaries are, that's being unkind. And and that seems backwards. Like sometimes we feel like we have to shut down or we have to shut off. Yeah. Or sometimes we feel like if somebody's like upfront with me about what they need, that it's like, whoa, being calm rude down. Or they're being abrasive. But it's like what we talked about in like god with like leviticus he was right. being as clear as possible so his ch- his children could be in relationship there's with no him. guesswork in the same way like when we're not leaving any guesswork for people that's really kind yeah it is especially with our spouse and the number three when you're sitting down to set up boundaries with your spouse um ask questions but allow your spouse to be an individual person and feel different feelings than you um, I feel like for some reason this is the hardest thing to do with spouses. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's okay when other people don't have the same feelings that we do, but when you're married, you're like, why don't you have the same feelings that I do? Like, <laughs> you know, you really want it for some reason, but it's okay. They are allowed to feel something different than you. You're allowed to disagree and come to an agreement together, even if you both at your core have different feelings. And if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, I need to sit down with my significant other, my spouse, and I need to set up boundaries with them. I'm really not sure how to do that. I want to give you guys a practical model, and it's called I Feel Statements. Has anyone ever heard of I Feel Statements before? Right. So these are great because what they do is that it doesn't point blame at somebody when you're saying a need or setting a boundary. So I Feel Statements go like this. I feel blank when you blank. Right. So that could go, I feel sad when you say that. I feel confused when you're quiet. I feel confused when you're loud. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you're hungry when you're angry. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like it's different than uh, when you're trying to set a boundary. But instead of saying that I feel you blame them and you say, well, instead of saying I feel confused when you're quiet, you say you're always so quiet. And it confuses me. That's different than saying, I feel confused when you're quiet. What what the I feel statements do is they take blame away and they just let you put out what your need is and say, I feel confused when you're quiet, for example. Can we set a boundary about that? Can you tell me why you're quiet when, I, when I'm confused? Can I tell you that I'm confused when I see that you're being quiet? Can you help me understand so that I'm not frustrated with you and there's not an issue here? Right. Um, so I feel statements. So they're a great way to take blame away from a conversation. Um, marriage boundaries in particular need a constant checkup and they need constant maintenance. Um, they do. They really do. Um, <laughs> you need to have conversations in your marriage about your needs and your boundaries all the time. Uh, I wanted to give you guys this little thing that, that somebody told Jackson and I, and we've literally done it for such a long time. Um, but it's this question. And the question is, do you feel loved by me? Um, and we, we would ask each other this like once a week. We used to do it once a night. Yeah. Do you feel loved by me? And, 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 the rule with that question is if I ask this question, be honest. And if you say no, I'm not going to get upset um, right. because I qu- really want to know. The question's not, do you love me? Like, obviously Duh. the question is like, 
did I act in a way that made you feel that way? And you know what? Sometimes the answer has been no. Um, right. I could think of times early in our marriage where I would say, well, we're still early in our marriage, but like early, early in our marriage. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you Year would say, one. Do, <laughs> do you feel loved by me? And I would say, no, I, I actually felt like you thought about work all day today. And I was kind of on the sidelines. Um, right. Or I would say, do you feel loved by me? And you would say, no, you actually had a ton of plans with other people today. And I didn't really feel like we got time just us um and those kind of questions just help you keep track of those boundaries okay on our day off we need to spend time together that's important yeah. to you okay when i'm working i need to make time for you that's important to you right um but it all starts with that question do you feel loved by me that's so good another good question if you're married in this room if you're not married in this room this question is not for you um <laughs> but if you are married this question is do you feel fulfilled by me um and that could be in in the marriage bed that could be anything like that married yeah. people take that run with it um <laughs> <laughs> it is true yeah. do you feel loved by me do you feel fulfilled by me and then the last question is this is there anything that's missing in our marriage and this one's actually great if you're not married is there anything that's missing in our relationship i'll tell you guys jackson and i literally just had this conversation like a month ago yeah um i, I told you guys we had a baby your life totally changes yada yada we went to breakfast one day and we were talking about just life and how is it going and we sort of had this this heart to heart is anything missing in our marriage and what we realized is there was there was yeah because we had a baby we started doing this thing where we'd eat dinner in front of the TV and just sort of like you know you like eat and you pass the baby around to just try to eat something um, and you're <laughs> so tired and you just want to watch something and you just want to veg out and eat and we realized that now that she's on a routine and actually goes down for bed at night we're not eating dinner at the table like we used to. We love that. And so that was what was missing. We had this whole conversation. What's missing? You know what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it seriously. always changes. And so this conversation is good. Is there anything missing in our marriage? Yeah, we used to do this. We should try doing that again. Or, yeah, you know what? I'm not okay that we um, watch movies at night. We need to, like, actually talk to each other or read our Bibles or whatever. Right. So it's a good question for you. Um and my last thing on spouses is this, let them be honest with their feedback. And when they give you feedback, when your spouse gives you feedback or you give them feedback, make a rule that you're not going to be offended, um, that you're going to take what they say seriously and, and that they will take what you say seriously, that you can have an environment where you can be honest about your boundaries. Right. I love those because none of them are like questions that are are asking, am I a bad person? It's right. just, am I am I doing everything I can? Right. Um, so we need to have boundaries with our spouses. We also need to have boundaries with our children. Now, this section is going to be, we're not teaching it from a parent's perspective our totally. Because our baby's four months old. So we don't have like boundaries that would you would probably learn from I will us. say <laughs> we've never gotten in a fight with her before though. So That's very we're true. Doing pretty good. She's great. She's great. Um, so our, our perspective is going to be more from like our upbringing. Uh, really Haley's upbringing. Her parents was, were amazing with boundaries. Um, but here's the deal. With your children, ultimately, you want to instill boundaries instead of repair boundaries later on in life. So kind of like what Haley said at the beginning uh, about when is a good time to in to instill boundaries early all the time, often and and never too late. With your children, early. You want to instill boundaries because if you don't, you could find yourself later down the road having to repair boundaries that weren't put in place. Um, and so, you know, with your kids, really, you just want to leave no guesswork with your kids. Yeah. And I, I'll brag on my parents 
we're this is being recorded for a podcast so parents if you're listening you did such a good job um (laughs) (laughs) but you don't want to leave any guesswork for your kids and my parents did this really well they had this thing called the list okay the list was this list of chores i kid you not i started doing this as soon as i was old enough to do chores and it was at home at my house and there was a rule okay this is the list of things that i want you to get done today if you do all these things you can go do whatever you want as long as it's in the parameter of the other rules but if you don't do any of these things you're grounded Okay, and I'll tell you, I'm, I was the kid who came home and was like, whatever, and then I'd be grounded. And that kept happening, and I was like, why? And eventually it just clicked with me, oh my gosh, if I do this list, I'm like free, and I can just go have fun, <laughs> right? So I remember that to this day, the list. Come home, do your list, hang out with Jackson. Like, that's <laughs> I could do, you know, I could do whatever I wanted to do after I finished the list. It kept the guesswork out because I didn't have to guess yeah. what my parents wanted me to do. I literally knew. It was written down for me. Um, I want to go through this list. These are, this is a list of things we actually talked to uh, Joy Barker and some of the kids team about this list. Um, it's things that kids need. Um, and a lot of times basing your boundaries with your kids, it's important to look at what your kids' needs are. So, Number one on this list is protection. Kids need to know that you're for them, no matter what age they are. You're for them, and you want them to succeed. Um, number two is kids need a sense of control and a sense of choice. Notice I said sense. They don't need control, <laughs> and they, <laughs> they, they need, need choice, but they need to learn. They right. need a sense that they have control, that they have decisions that they can make. They need to be able to make decisions um, and feel empowered to make good choices in the future. I do have a story about this with my parents. My dad was adamant that he would only give me a budget, if, or he would only give me an allowance if I learned how to budget at a very, very young age. I did not want to learn how to budget. It sounded very boring. But if I did it correctly... My dad would give me like 50 bucks every couple months. So that was totally worth it to me. (laughs) But what it did is it taught me that I'm empowered, okay? I can make this decision and learn how to do this task, and then boom, my dad's going to help me out, and he's going to be there for me. Um, So it gave me this sense of control. I can control how I spend my money, and all I have to do is write it down, and then I get more money. Like, it was a really good system for me to learn that I can make decisions in the future. Um, Number three on this list is freedom. With rules, of course, but freedom is necessary, especially in older kids. Remember my list story. I had freedom. I had rules, but I had freedom. I just had to complete the rules and then I could go hang out with my friends. But I did feel like I had a sense of freedom because I was given the choice. Number four, kids need delayed gratification. They need to learn that Amazon Prime is not how life works. Um, That making the team takes practice. That creating a project takes more than one night. Um, that doing a kickflip takes effort, if anyone knows doing that Doing a kickflip takes a lot of effort. Jackson Jackson was a skater as a kid, and so that's why. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> we talk about that a lot. <laughs> kids need delayed gratification. Number five, kids need the word. Um, this honestly should be number one. Kids need God's word. And New Song Church, we say this all the time. It is not our job to teach your kids God's word. It's, it's your job. It's the parent's job. Yeah. Um, We're all about partnering with you guys. Yes, we will partner to disciple your kids, but it starts with parents. Um, number six, and this is a huge one, kids need time limits. They need food limits. Kids need limits. Why? Because life has limitations. It's our job as parents to teach kids that there is a healthy way to handle the limitations in life. Um, my dad again, had <laughs> this rule, oh my gosh, literally until I was a senior in high school, I had to be home at 9 o'clock on the dot 
9 p.m. I was 18 years old. I still had to be home at 9 p.m. Why? Because I was senior. I lived in his she house. She got in trouble a lot. I literally because of him. Anyway, I literally had to be home at 9 p.m. If I got home at 9:01, grounded. 9:02, grounded. And I never understood that because I didn't have boundaries like that with my parents. You didn't have curfew. So I was like, he's not gonna care. It's one minute. And I'm like, I have he to did leave. Care. Like he care. He's waiting for me. And I come in. He's like, phone. Like you know, like that. And I'm like, ah. So. I really hated that. Like, seriously, growing up, I was like, I can't wait to get out of this house and stay up past wherever I want. But you know what it taught me? It taught me that if I'm going to do my responsibilities well, I have to limit the amount of time that I'm out. Um, I had to be home at 9 p.m. And that means I had plenty of time to, like, actually do my homework and actually go to bed and actually take care of myself. And I found myself being a better person the next day. I remember moving out of the house and realizing that and being like, oh, if I go hang out with my friends till like midnight, I'm like dead. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I remember realizing like, shoot, I, I gotta like be responsible. <laughs> I gotta come home at nine. Like I gotta figure this out. Um, so what I'm saying is that my, my parents put limits for me, but it taught me how to handle the limits of life. Um, all that to say, your kids are gonna learn boundaries from you. Um, so it's up to you guys, whenever you have kids, if you have kids now, to start teaching your kids healthy boundaries. For sure. Um, and we're going to probably have to crank through the last section. So twi- well, okay. Okay. Today Jackson was like, I've never taught an equip class that's longer than an hour or something. And I was like, all my equip classes <laughs> are longer than an hour. <laughs> my wife can talk, y'all. Um, so uh, next two sections that we're going to crank through. Um, that you need boundaries in. This one's pretty short. I think it's um, really important just to touch on, though, is we need boundaries with work. Um, And work is an interesting one because uh, work is something that a lot of us spend most of our time doing. Um, But it has to have a boundary because because of the amount that we spend doing that thing, it it can creep up in our priority list in life. Um, But God's given us a, a priority list, and it goes like this. God wants to be first. Next is your spouse, then it's your family, and then it's your work. But you know, in, s- in different seasons of life, work may feel busier or, or not. It might want to it might want to try and creep up to that number one spot in your life. Uh, what we have to do as people who work, if you work, if you have a career, we have to make sure we have boundaries in place that keep work at that number four place or wherever it is for you under God, under our family, under our spouse. Yeah, and I would say your spouse, your family. The people in your life that are above work need to know that work is number four. Um, especially yeah. if you're going to work every day, or maybe you have a week where you're working late or whatever. We all do it, but work is still number four. You got to find ways to show them and tell them that order. Right, and so you know, practically that could look like the kind of like what Haley talked about for us, just clearly communicating with the people in your life, uh, like, hey, I got to stay late, but here's where I'm at. Here's when I'm going to be home. Um, instead I can't of wait to see you. I'm I so excited. Exactly. Yeah, that instead of, of like coming home late and saying, oh, I just had to stay late. It's a lot different than setting that boundary and putting them first with that priority of communicating. Hey, I'm going to be late, but here's why. Um, so with work, we got to have boundaries in place. Um, the next and the final section as we close this class is ultimately, this is, I think, one of the most important ones. That's why it's Because I think all of them flow from this mm-hmm. is you have to have boundaries with yourself. Because if we can't have, yeah. I know. I thought of that literally as you were teaching it. And I'm curious to see, what do you think about that? What? Oh, so like. If you're not married, who's number two? 
It's definitely not work. No, for sure. I yeah, I would say yeah, taking care of yourself. Yeah. Yourself, the people the in your life. The relationships in your life. Um number 3 is family. And so family may be your kids, and if you don't have kids, you're not married. It may be your actual family, the people that you are with, your friends, the people that are important in your life. But yeah, how many times do you f- find people um who maybe are not married, maybe are married, but work is above those things and so they're not even taking care of themselves you know right. so yeah having yeah having boundaries where you're taking care of yourself too is important that's ha- a good question hobbies yeah have hobbies do things that you like to do okay um last section is yourself you have to have boundaries with yourself um and so these are just a few different aspects of ourself that we wanted to highlight um where boundaries are important the first one i love and i think it's really interesting i don't think it's something you would necessarily hear at church or we don't hear at church very often, but we need boundaries with eating. Uh, amen. Somebody say amen. <laughs> um, I think, honestly, I think most people, I, I think eating is a really sensitive topic, um, obviously, because it's something we all do. Um, but we have to have healthy boundaries on what we're putting in our body, because like we said with the identity thing, our body's not our own. Yeah. Like, we've been given a body, and we're called to steward it. And, you know, we can have great boundaries set up in every other area of our life, but we're consuming a lot of junk, like uh, food, um, and we're harming ourselves. And the, 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 the truth is food has such a big part to play on, like, how you feel. Yeah. Um, and just changing the way you eat could really change uh, how you think, how you think clearly. Um, and honestly, like, you know, the boundary could be, hey, we're spending a lot of money just going out on fast food. Yeah. And I want to say this. Um, having boundaries in what you're eating does not mean that you need to be like keto. Yeah. We're not vegan. saying you have to have a diet. We are not. We are not. <laughs> but. We used to be vegan for a year. I'm not doing that again. I don't miss it. No. Cheese is good. I do not miss it. Y'all. Um, Amen. Eat food. Fuel yourself. But be And we're not saying you have to feel bad if you have a cheeseburger, you know. No, cheeseburgers it's are good. It's just really having boundaries with eating is really just being like intentional about thinking about what, what I'm eating on a daily basis. But I do want to talk about that. So you were saying it may be financial. That's actually the next section. Um, you need to have boundaries on your money. Um, you need to set boundaries with your money. You need to be good stewards of your money that God has given you. Did you know that your paycheck actually isn't your paycheck? Like <laughs> God provides That's that good. even if your employer is giving it to you, like God in this season has outlined that for you so that you can live your life. Um, do you tithe? That's a good question to ask. Or are you scared of money? Um, do you have a credit card? Do you handle that well? Um, do you have a budget? Do you handle that well? Um, questions like that to just evaluate what are you doing with your money? Right. Um, how we spend our time. We have to have boundaries on how we spend our time because time is not like money. We don't get it back. Uh, once you spend it, it's gone. And so, uh, where's all of your time going? Um, like for, for Haley and I, one of the boundaries for us when we spend our time is we have Fridays off here at New Song. Because we start work on Sunday. Right. And so um, Fridays, like, we're not like we don't hang out with anybody. We don't talk to anybody. But we don't make plans. But we don't make plans. And we kind of have this boundary for us. Like Friday is like our day to reconnect and to be together as a family. Um, and so for you, do, do you have a boundary in place for like this is when I spend time with my family and we don't really make plans with other people. Like, if things come up, that's fine. But do you have a boundary set up on, like, this is this is where I want to spend my time? Um, the next section is your tongue. 
Um, Pastor Josh taught a message on this one point. You need to have boundaries on your tongue, meaning you need to have boundaries on your words. Yeah. Um, you're the only one who can control what you say. Uh, and so these are some questions to ask yourself. Do you put boundaries on what you say to others? And do you put boundaries on what you say to yourself? I remember in high school, for some reason, our youth group did this thing that always makes me think of this. Um, if a girl in our youth group our small group would say something negative. We would like look at her and be like, three things positive about yourself. One, two, three, go. Um, and it's like, uh, I'm pretty, uh, I'm like, you know, <laughs> you like don't know what to say, but it was such a good practice because what it, what, what basically it taught me is that I need to have boundaries on, do I let myself talk negatively about myself? Like, do I let myself say or think things that are actually demeaning to myself? Um, and then the same way to other people. Yeah, so good. Okay. Next one is sexuality. Um, this one's a big one because um, sexuality is a really powerful thing, sexual desire, uh, whether you're married or not. Um, and it's so powerful that sometimes you can feel like you don't have control of it. Um, but the point, the truth is that you do have control um, over that. So what boundaries um, are you setting in place to really contain this powerful thing yeah. that is sexuality? And so... Uh, maybe for you, you don't need to be watching certain types of movies, or you don't need to be going to a certain person's friend to certain friends' houses. And yeah. you know, do you have these boundaries in place um, to keep this powerful thing safe? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, this kind of goes hand in hand with that. The next section is entertainment. Um, if you're battling with any of the boundaries that we've talked about already with yourself, um, ask yourself this: What's my entertainment? What am I consuming? What shows do I watch? What movies do I watch? What TikToks do I watch? How long do I stay on Instagram? Um, do I have that thing? Guys, I'm, s I'm preaching to the choir because I do this with Instagram. <laughs> Jackson knows it. Where I like put a limitation on my Instagram and then I'm like, uh, 15 more minutes. Uh, you know what? Ignore limit for today. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, do I have boundaries on those things? I need to work on that area because what ends up happening is you're consuming this stuff so much. Um, if you struggle with sexuality, if you struggle with time, if you struggle with money, all yeah. of those things can go back to what you're entertaining yourself with and what you're consuming. Um, and I do want to talk about this real quick with entertainment. One of the boundaries that I have in place just for myself personally is like, I don't watch certain horror movies and stuff. Because one, I'm just not interested. But two, I just I know that some of that stuff is like more real than people know, and I don't want to let that stuff in. I, I have no reason to be like up late at night freaking out about a movie and and, and put those scary thoughts in my head. Um, it's a boundary. It's an entertainment boundary. It's same thing with shows that I know have right. a ton of nudity in them. I don't care how good it is or how many people I know watch it. If I know there's a ton of nudity, like I don't even really struggle with that. I'm just not gonna watch it because I don't need to be consuming that and putting that entertainment um, and giving the enemy like a foothold or a chance to even start preach. talking to me about Come that on, kind of preach. stuff and then last one is we need to have boundaries in place that allow us to be in relationship with god yeah. um i think it's so easy for us to lean on our own strength instead of leaning on the strength of the holy spirit um and that happens when we do things on our own over time and so do we have boundaries in place like do you have do you have a time every single day and where you where you spend time with God and you know quiet times are great um and sometimes we do them and we just check off the list and go and do our own thing I know Pastor Sarah preached about that at it his good. um but are you do you have boundaries in place for moments throughout the day where you're reconnecting with God or you're inviting him in 
Um, like for me, when I'm in the car, I used that used to be my time where like I jam my bands that I like. My bands. Um, but I've uh, created a boundary in in my life now where. Uh, when I'm in the car, I, I use that time to pray. That's for God. That's a boundary between me and God. Um, and so do you have, yeah, and you have to make those things clear or they're just not going to happen. Yeah. Like you can't just say, well, I'll do it today and then maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Like make those things clear. What are your boundaries to put you in a deeper relationship with God? Yeah. So we're about to close up. I want to mention this real quick um, and then we'll finish up. But setting boundaries, um, looks different for every person i think the most important thing that we've talked about tonight is knowing what they are why you do them how to do them um, and why they're important but when you do set boundaries in life maybe there's some relationships you can think of where you don't have any or they need to be redefined or you're coming out of this class knowing i'm about to have some conflict with somebody (laughs) because we need to talk about this i want you guys to know this that there are some common negative reactions that you may get on the other end of a healthy boundary that you're setting um, and that's okay. Like other people need time to grow too. Other people are still just figuring things out just like we are. Um, but you might run into one or all of these things and just to make you aware. So when you see it, you can just have grace for that person. Um, the first thing is you might run into denial. Somebody may choose to deny that you set the boundary. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't know that was that important to you. And you're like, yo, I've told you like 20 times. Like (laughs) denial is something that might happen. Someone may deny. Um, You might run into minimizing. Someone may belittle your boundary because they don't understand why it's important to you. They might minimize it. Um, You may run into counterattacking with emotional guilt or blame. Oh, if you just didn't have that boundary or if you just weren't you know so stuck on that whole boundary thing um people might try to say that um and then also you might run into a situation where somebody's reaction remember what we talked about with reactions is so strong that you feel tempted to just push your boundary over and just do whatever they want oh you're right i actually don't need that Uh, you know what okay it's just not worth it i'm just gonna what i want to encourage you guys with is as you set boundaries consistency is key be consistent and be consistently kind and grace giving to people who don't understand, but be consistent and respectful. Um, place your boundary. And then when, if somebody denies it, if someone minimizes it, reaffirm it. You know what? No, actually that's, that is really important to me. And I would really appreciate it. If you just honored this, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to ask you again Um, and be consistent. And people will understand like, one of the boundaries you talked about earlier that I realized we're really consistent about is the whole, like we don't answer people late at night. Um, Some of my best friends know that about me. Like after nine 30, like I'm probably not going to answer your text because I'm with my family. I literally have a friend like I was going to text you last night, but then I remembered that it's like after nine. So I just waited, (laughs) you know, and it's like, I didn't even tell you that you just, I was just consistent. Like I just don't answer after that time. And so they just know, like, I'll just text you in the morning, you know, Um, consistency. It really does work. Yeah. So, um, we just covered a lot of stuff. You guys okay? Yep. Okay. Um, so boundaries are important. Boundaries are good. Um, and, and, you know, as we've been preparing this class, we just pray that, um, you know, we covered so many different things, just praying that the Holy Spirit highlight just a couple things for you and how you can apply it to your life, whether that's with your family or with your work. Um, but we do have a couple more, um, reflective questions that if you want to write down and journal these out later, um, I want to give you them just so you have time to maybe dive into this a little bit more at home. But here's a good question to ask. Um, what specific area that we talked about 
Is God showing you there? Wait, hold on. Did I read that wrong? No. Okay. <laughs> what specific area that we <laughs> talked about tonight is God showing you that you are lacking boundaries in? Oh, okay. So is there any of those sections that we covered that highlight that was highlighted specifically to you? That could be your family, your spouse, your friends, um, but an area that God is highlighting. Yes. Next question is um, in this area. How are you going to set boundaries moving forward? I would encourage you to write some practical steps. Yeah, what do those action steps look like? Does I'm going to get coffee with this person. Yeah. I'm going to call this person. Um, this is a conversation I want to have sometime in the next year. I want to meet with them and, and really tell them how I'm right, feeling. Right, right. And then last one is, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you about the boundaries in your life? That is a question I think you could ask over and over again. Yeah. Moving forward. What's the Holy Spirit saying to me about the boundaries in my life? Especially if you ever feel like something may be out of place. So good. So good. Well, um, let me pray for you guys before we head out. Um, and thanks again for coming and learning about boundaries. I hope you got something from it. I hope the Holy Spirit spoke to you. Um, but let me pray us out and then you guys are dismissed. Um, Father God, we thank you so much for tonight. Um, and we thank you so much for your word that it is suitable for all areas of our life, for correction, for teaching, um, that it can be applied to any relationship. And God, we choose to build our life on your word. Uh, we thank you that it's true, um, that it's perfect, and that it's clear. God, that you are as clear as you could be um, on how you love us and how we could be in relationship with you. And so as we move forward out of this class, Help us to be clear, God, about, about our boundaries with the people in our life, not to be rude, not to just have boundaries to have boundaries, but so that we could be in healthy relationships that glorify you. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' name. And everybody said. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>